everyone. This is Jennifer Delaney, Product Manager at Neolife International. Well, at convention this weekend, we launched a new product, Vegan D. We're so excited because this is the only vegan vitamin D product that contains both D2 and D3. And we were so fortunate to have Dr. Liz Applegate speak to the science of this product. Today for our product call, we're going to replay that audio. So if you'd like to hear it again, or if you unfortunately were not able to attend convention, stay tuned. Welcome to Convention 2020. I'm Dr. Liz Applegate. I'm a member of the Scientific Advisory Board here at Neolife. And I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to be with you here on the main stage and I get the privilege, thank you Kendra, to unveil a new product. Honestly, I just want to jump ahead and talk about that. But I have a story to tell, a very important story that has so much to do with our current health concerns. I know you know this, the world is changing, maybe not the way you'd like it. It's been rather disconcerting all the different issues that have arisen and impacted our lives in so many different ways. And in fact, I sometimes feel like I have no control with what's happening. But I think about it, and I think about you and your family and your Neolife community, you do have control. We have changing health needs, and there is action that you can take. So the story that I want to talk to you about has to do with actually this current health crisis and how you can better defend yourself for your family as well and your Neolife community. Here at Neolife, we've been very consistent over the 60 plus years talking about the importance of a healthful lifestyle. Healthy living includes many different aspects. You can't rely on any single one of them. We know that eating a variety of foods providing all the different key essential nutrients is critical. We also know that getting routine, adequate physical activity, exercising, and doing that most days of the week is also so important for many of your body systems such as muscular and circulatory. We need to rest, we need to sleep, we have to rejuvenate and recover, so getting the right amount of sleep. Hydrating, we may not think of that as part of a healthy lifestyle, but actually by hydrating and getting adequate fluids, you can deliver nutrients to your working body cells and other tissues, as well as getting rid of waste products. And all of us have choices in our life, and choosing not to smoke is a very important one. And if you have made that decision, I applaud you. It is key to a healthy lifestyle. And managing stress, it's almost impossible to do right now, but it is so important to find that peace of mind when you can during the day to help manage your stress. And here at Neolife, we've always talked about quality nutrition and how vital this is to our optimal health. But I want to bring up something that's key to us right now, and that is immune system support. We're hearing words like immune compromised and inflamed 
lung respiratory system and all sorts of verbiage that's really kind of fearful. But here at Neolife, we've always talked about quality nutrition as key to support your immune system. We know that a balance in nutrition is so important to your optimal health. There are 50 plus different nutrients that your body needs. No one food has them all. And in fact, we know here at Neolife through long-term research that food components, vitamins, phytonutrients actually work in synergy. So it's not about taking one unique supplement or eating one particular superfood. It's a balance. And we've always emphasized this. But I want to, in particular, pick out a nutrient that's available in our diet, to some extent, that for sure is in your body, that is so crucial for our present-day health crisis. And that is vitamin D. I probably have a lot of you smiling right now about this topic. This story is so important for you to share with your family, with your community. It literally will change your life. We need a strong defense right now. We need to protect ourselves. And I want you to look at that shield that has a D in it and think about how is my defense against invading pathogens, bacteria, viruses, how am I doing with that? We think about all the different things that we do to help protect ourselves and we're putting on masks and we're doing many other precautions to protect ourselves, but I want you to look inward and say, how is your body doing? Vitamin D plays a very important role in both what we call our first line of immune defenses and our second line. What simply that means, and we'll talk more as our story develops, is our first line of defense is like the mask that you might wear when you go out in public. It's actually shielding you from bacteria and viruses. Your skin, the inside of your lungs, intestines, that's actually your physical shield. And second line defense is once a pathogen might enter your body, how well is it put out? That is, think of it as a little fire. We need to just put that fire out, get rid of it, dispose of it. So vitamin D plays an important role in both first and second line defense. But I have some rather startling news for you. How are we doing in terms of our own body's vitamin D sufficiency. New research shows very clearly that around the world, we have a situation of vitamin D inadequacy. What I mean is that if we were to sample your blood, and we, this has been done worldwide, we find that up to 90% of the population in South America is suffering from vitamin D inadequacy. The level in their blood is below what's optimal. In Europe, two-thirds of the population. And in Africa, upwards of 90%. Well, what about here in North America? And really what I'm saying is, what about you? Well, what has been determined through crucial research, the NHANES study that has looked at 
adequacy of various nutrients, but in particular vitamin D, we find that between 75% for people with lighter skin and upwards of 90% of people with color or darker skin tones have vitamin D inadequacy. I hope you're just as startled as I am. Do you mean most of us don't have adequate vitamin D in our bodies to defend against invading bacteria and viruses? That's exactly what I mean. And I think if we take a look at, with our story and look at vitamin D history, we can get a better understanding. When I entered the world of nutrition, let's just say a number of decades ago, what I learned about and actually worked in a laboratory where vitamin D research was being conducted is we've always thought about this vitamin and its impact on bone health. And for good reason, it does play a major role. At the beginning of the 1900s, in urban areas, children were discovered to have a disease that was titled rickets. And if you look at this vintage picture, you can see the two children on the left and on the right that have bowed legs, either inward or outward. This is a result of the disease rickets. They have vitamin D inadequacy, and vitamin D is needed to absorb calcium through the intestinal tract, regulate the levels in the bloodstream, and put minerals into, in particular calcium, into the bone itself, into a mineral salt called hydroxyapatite. Strange word, but that's what calcium and phosphorus are together making up a bone mineral salt. If you look at the infographic there, you can see on the right a bone from a person that has rickets and you see much less calcification, the calcium deposits, the mineral structure, as opposed to a healthy bone. Well, why does this lead to bowing of the legs? Well, there isn't the integrity to these long bones that support the body weight and they become soft, there's an overgrowth of cartilage. So you visibly can see this vitamin D deficiency in children. They also suffer from many other consequences. Uh, many children have enlarged heads as a result of vitamin D deficiency, and this is because the plates in the skull do not mineralize properly, so they bulge out in different directions. Well, we know that Vitamin D's role in bone health is quite critical, but I don't want us to forget that there are many other nutrients that support bone health. Calcium, vitamin D and calcium really go hand in hand, as well as the mineral magnesium and phosphorus. These are all critical for our bone health throughout our life from the in utero development, newborn, teenage years, and all the way through to our elderly years. Vitamin D is needed throughout our life, as are these three minerals. Inadequate intake of calcium or magnesium phosphorus can result in bone disorders, but in particular, low levels of vitamin D are associated with rickets and a condition called osteomalacia. This is rickets in adults. In fact, I want to tell you a fun story is that cowboys in the Old West days that covered their faces wore a hat, long pants, 
had their whole body covered with long sleeve shirts and gloves as they wrangled up uh, cows and other animals. They blocked the sunlight from coming in and they actually developed osteomalacia, bowed legs as an adult. And that key word I said was sunlight. You've probably heard that vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin. So let's take a look at how our body can make its own D, but we've given it the name of vitamin D. The sunlight produces different ultraviolet rays, and one set of rays called UV for ultraviolet B rays that are um, defined as a certain wavelength shine on the body and take a compound that is normally in existence in our body, we actually make it cholesterol. Cholesterol is in a family of compounds called sterols that get converted into a variety of different compounds, specifically hormones in the body, such as sex hormones. In this case, cholesterol is chemically modifi modified by the UV light. It actually disrupts the structure just a bit and form something called pre-vitamin D. And I want to give you pause for thought right now. I mentioned cholesterol being converted into hormones. In actuality, vitamin D is a hormone, and I will explain more. Well, once we make the pre-vitamin D in our skin, this travels through our circulation, and if we have a healthy liver, the liver then modifies the pre-vitamin D to 25-hydroxyvitamin D. Sounds fancy. It's just an enzymatic chemical modification. We're not done yet. We need to now move this compound to our kidneys through the circulation. And the kidneys do one more step. They hydroxylate this compound once again to make active vitamin D. And this is what your body is designed to do given sufficient exposure to sunlight. It's no problem to make the cholesterol. We already have that on board and given that you have a healthy liver and kidney. So uh, calcidiol, the active form of vitamin D, you'll see a lot of different names used. Now we also can get vitamin D from the foods that we eat and from dietary supplements. Inside your body, these actual two forms of vitamin D, vitamin D3, cholecalciferol, and vitamin D2, ergocalciferol, which can come from both diet and supplements, end up inside your body and all of them together can be utilized throughout your body, as we will see, as the active form of vitamin D. We, it's correct to say D3, or you can say vitamin D2. You can say cholecalciferol or ergocalciferol. So you probably get it why we just say vitamin D. It's much easier. Well, where does vitamin D go to work inside of our body? Throughout your entire body, you have what are called D receptors, or VDR, to stand for vitamin D receptors. 
We used to think, remember back in the early 1900s, that vitamin D was just about bone health. Not anymore. The past decade, and in particular the past handful of years, vitamin D research has elucidated that receptors are literally everywhere in your body, not just bone, but also in various organs, your intestinal tract, in your lung, which is quite significant given our current health situation, on, in your skin, in many, many other tissues, and collectively in organs. And I think a way to look at it as you retell our vitamin D story is what a deep impact vitamin D can have on your various body systems. You, as you must know, you're not just skin, you're not just bones, you're not just blood vessels. Instead, you're a collection of body systems. So we have our skeletal system, which we've discussed. We have muscular system, vitamin D receptors for normal growth. Our circulatory system, so important for the epithelial lining, nervous system, as well as our endocrine system, we know that vitamin D receptors are there telling the cells in those organs and systems what to do. And specifically your immune system, as well as your digestive tract, and your skin, hair, and nails, and finally your respiratory system. Tremendous responsibility that vitamin D has. And in fact, this is a good time to bring up, what do I mean by calling vitamin D a hormone? Well, it's made in the body and acts at various tissues or cells throughout the body. It is a hormone, just like your sex hormones, just like hormones that direct glucose balance. Vitamin D, if we just called it D, we would be correct in calling it a hormone. But we also can get it from the foods that we eat, unlike our sex hormones and other hormones I mentioned. So let's take a deeper dive into vitamin D's role in our immune system strength. Think about that shield that we saw earlier. We want the best defense possible. And it's not just about wearing a mask. It's protecting ourselves at various levels. First line of defense and second line of immune defenses. Vitamin D, I can't impress upon you enough, that especially now, the wake-up call that we've received, it's time to get your immune system supported and strong. Let's take a look at its specific roles. We know that vitamin D is important to maintaining the integrity of your skin, of the inside of your intestinal tract, and of the lining of the lungs. How is that first line of defense? If I were to breathe in or have in contact with my skin or to swallow a pathogen, be it a bacteria or a virus, I would want to stop it. This literally is a physical shield. To maintain the integrity of those tissues, you need adequate status for vitamin D. It tells the cells how strong to be and how to behave. We also know that inside your body, certain cells produce special proteins that we call peptides. That's literally a small protein. And these proteins, such as defensin, actually have antimicrobial action. 
So there's an internal second line of defense. And then we have a host of immune cells. One of them is called a macrophage. And I want you to think of it as Pac-Man, if you're old enough to have played that game. I tried to stay away from it. And it literally eats up invading pathogens, be they viruses or bacteria. Vitamin D is necessary for the macrophages and the other immune cells like B and T lymphocytes to protect you, second line of defense. I want to go even further and look inside our respiratory system. I had mentioned that the lining of your lungs and your lungs come in contact with the air you're breathing in, blowing out the waste of CO2. You have a lot of exchange with pathogens in the air. Hence, that's why we're wearing masks. Well, at the level of your lungs, vitamin D status is so important to help minimize the impact of respiratory tract infections. Recent research from a few years ago, last year, and even this year, 2020, has shown that people with inadequate levels of vitamin D suffer from an increased risk of respiratory tract infections, as well as complications and mortality from respiratory tract infections. A handful of studies have looked at vitamin D supplementation, so giving people an external source of vitamin D and finding a lower risk in developing respiratory tract infections. Well, I think it's important for us to go back and look at our global issue of vitamin D inadequacy. You're probably struggling with the thought right now, am I inadequate in vitamin D? I sure hope not. But actually, if we look at statistics, chances are you may well be. Well, how do we determine your vitamin D status? This would be something that I would hope that your primary care physician or medical practitioner would be happy to do a blood test. And we can measure your serum vitamin D or what we call 25-hydroxy vitamin D. We would take a sample of blood, spin it in a machine and isolate out, get rid of the blood cells and we'd have left behind the serum. It's, all, it's somewhat clear. We measure the amount of vitamin D in nanomoles per liter. It's a very small amount. But what we find is if your levels are below 30 nanomoles per liter, this is defined as inadequate. And this may put you in the deficiency state and potentially developing rickets and other issues. In the amount of 30 to 50, this is not considered optimal for health. So overall health, and remember all the body systems where vitamin D was involved. If your vitamin D levels are above 50, it's considered desirable and appropriate, but there's also a point of don't be above 125. Overdoing it and having too much vitamin D does present toxicity risk, but really our state of affairs is too little. Let's look at who's running the risk of being inadequate. You might help, um, it might help you find where you fall in all this. Where you live is so important. The farther you live north, the farther you live south from the equator, the less UVB exposure you have. 
because when we get into the winter months in the north or in the southern latitudes, there isn't sufficient angle in the sky from the sun to give you the UVB rays that you need to have to make vitamin D. In fact, if you live north of Los Angeles, you are not exposed to sufficient UVB rays during the months of October to March. If you're working indoors, you're not getting sunlight, you might be sitting by a sunny window, but guess what? UVB rays don't penetrate the window glass. So you're not getting enough UVB rays. And the darker your skin tone, the more natural melanin that you have, what we refer to as a sunblock, literally, that protects your skin from ultraviolet light. While darker skin tones are blocking, because of the melanin, the amount of UVB rays that can penetrate. So if you have a darker skin tone and you live in northern latitudes, say up in the state of Washington, it's very problematic most times of the year. Well, before you say, hey, I'm going to jump outside and catch some sun. Well, there's a risk with that. As you probably know, there's a catch-22 to too much sun exposure. Avoiding sun exposure is recommended by, by the Centers of Disease Control to lower your risk of developing skin cancer. It's a concern. And in fact, it's so much of a concern that we cannot make a recommendation of how much sunlight is appropriate for you because of the skin cancer risk and the acceleration of photo aging due to excessive UV light exposure. So we're not doing very well. We don't have enough sunlight exposure. Well, well, wait, how about diet? We said that we could get it from food. Well, as you might suspect, we're not doing very well in that department either. Many people fall short of their requirements, so I thought it would be really interesting to look at so you know what your requirement for vitamin D is. And I want to point out to you that these were just recently released, updated this year. And our requirements, guess what, are higher. Why? Because we're now understanding vitamin D's role and can better understand how it impacts your body in all those body systems. So for children and adults, you need 15 micrograms. And you'll notice there are other units being expressed, international units. So 600 IUs for kids and for adults. One uh, microgram of vitamin D is equivalent to 40 international units. And oftentimes on food labels, you'll see both expressions. Now, look at this, older people. Let's define that. You basically are 70 or older, your requirement increases. And that's because of a variety of reasons that you're not able to make vitamin D as readily, and you might not be getting enough sun exposure. Our daily value that's used on food labels is set at a new number now. So this is an update for 2020. Our, the daily value used to put on a uh, fax panel on a dietary supplement or on a carton of milk, the new requirement is 20 micrograms or 800 IUs. So let's turn to diet. Where can we get vitamin D? Unfortunately, there are very few foods that contain vitamin D. Fatty fish, that's pretty much the standout source. <clears throat> Salmon. You would have to eat two big fillets of salmon to meet your need. There are small amounts of vitamin D in beef liver, in egg yolks, and a couple of other foods. 
In plant products, we can take mushrooms that naturally contain a compound called ergosterol. And if we shine UV light on it, we can make ergocalciferol. So there's vitamin D2 in some mushrooms. You have to check the labeling to see if it contains the vitamin D2. We can turn to vitamin D fortified milk. You need about 8 to 10 cups of vitamin D fortified milk to meet your needs. And for breakfast cereals, check the label. Not all of them are fortified. But if they are, you need around 12 cups. So that's a lot. You can see that calorie-wise, that's not the greatest choice. Plant milks like almond milk, soy milk, you have to check the label and see if they're vitamin D fortified. Not all of them are. You'll need 12 plus cups of these plant milks to meet your need. Well, so how are we overall doing on meeting our needs through diet? It's dismal as well. Kids are doing the best with about a third of their requirement being met. Uh, that is a third of the people meeting their requirement through foods. But this drops down to teenagers at 25%, most adults at under 25%. And as we get older, many people fall off for e because of eating less food, requiring more. So really the bottom line here is we're not eating enough either besides not getting sufficient sunlight. Well, I want to add to our list of who's most at risk for vitamin D inadequacy. Besides live, spending a lot of time indoors, darker skin tone, and where you live, it turns out that people who are overweight or obese have an increased risk because vitamin D gets sequestered in the fatty tissue. And those people that are getting older, we all are, but basically over the age of 70, we need more we make less. Our livers and kidneys don't do as well at our job of making vitamin D, and we're, we're eating uh, fewer calories and getting in less vitamin D. So if we could just stand back for a second and take a look at vitamin D's role and its impact on our health and well-being, it's staggering. So I hope so far this story has let you know that D is vital for our defenses. And I'm so excited to bring you and unveil our new product. I hope you're ready for this. A new breakthrough in vitamin D supplementation. I'm just so thrilled. And I again thank Kendra for this opportunity to deliver this to you. Vegan D. This is a result of hard work by the Scientific Advisory Board carefully combing through the research and providing you with a vegan vitamin D with both D3 and D2. I think it's great right now to mention the Scientific Advisory Board and John Miller did such a fabulous job describing the rich history of product development and the careful evaluation of research, careful evaluation of ingredients and final product. The board priority is filling your needs for optimal health, not following a fad. So here we are, perfectly timed actually, given our current health crisis. And by the way, Dr. Diane Clayton has written a wonderful article in the Lifestyle Magazine for summer. So I'd recommend taking a look at that to further educate yourself about immune system support. Vegan D is a proprietary blend of vitamin D3 and D2. We've naturally sourced 
the, both vitamin D3 and D2, and it's a unique whole base food products that we've taken and greet this extract of vitamin D3 and D2 from whole plant foods. So this is a good time to mention that a lot of dietary supplements contain vitamin D3 that comes from animals. And it specifically comes from sheep's wool, which is shaved off. A compound called lanolin is extracted, and from that, vitamin D is extracted. So for people who are practicing vegan diets, they would avoid vitamin D3 from animal products. So we've made sure that this is vegan D for all, and that as always, Neolife ensures the high potency of this dietary supplement, the safety, and the quality. We screen and monitor the ingredients that go in, the finished product. No GMO ingredients are used. There are not any contaminants in the ingredients that go in or the product that is at the end. Let's take a look at the label for Vegan D. And you can see the beautiful picture of our two sources. I hope you can tell. It's actually lichen and mushrooms. And the Dietary Supplement Facts panel will show you that one bottle contains 90 tablets, and that's a three-month supply. The tablets supply 25 micrograms of vitamin D3-D2 combination. This is 125% of the daily value. About 8 to 10 cups of milk, about three or four salmon fillets. So we're really supplying you with quality vitamin D3 and D2. It's the D3 and D2 are taken from vegan sources. Lichen, the actual name of the form that's used is called reindeer lichen. And I don't know if you've ever seen lichen out in nature falling off of tree branches and elsewhere, it only grows in very pure air. So we source reindeer lichen that is very pure with no contaminants. Mushrooms are also used. Remember, they contain ergosterol, which can be changed into vitamin D2. Let's talk a little bit about the D3 power of lichen. Well, this type of lichen, reindeer lichen, actually represents fungi and algae. That's what most lichens. They also may have some cyanobacteria in them as well. We carefully source this lichen and carefully, gently extract the vitamin D3. And I want to point out that this reindeer lichen is consumed by people in Arctic countries, such as Finland. It's actually used in a mix to make bread. The D2 power of mushrooms is really amazing. If you take mushrooms and expose them to ultraviolet light, this UV light changes the structure slightly of ergosterol and converts it to ergocalciferol, vitamin D2. In fact, it makes these mushrooms a good to excellent source and it's one of the most concentrated vegan sources of vitamin D2. But that's not all mushrooms have additional compounds that can have benefits. They have a type of carbohydrate called beta-glucans. And beta-glucans actually activate macrophages. Remember the green Pac-Man that comes through? It helps those macrophages work better at destroying invaders. 
Mushrooms are also nutrient rich with copper and selenium. They supply certain phytonutrients like phenolic acids. And evidence shows that they may also positively affect the diversity of bacteria in your body. Really a tremendous, powerful source of additional nutrition for us. Vegan D is literally for everyone. You can feel good about providing this for yourself and your family for all ages over the age of two. And as we leave this story, I hope you walk away with three main points. Vitamin D inadequacy is a worldwide issue. And inadequate levels leads to a compromised immune system. And insufficient levels may further compromise us to respiratory tract infections. Remember, vitamin D is not just about your bones. There's more to do in your body, throughout your body with all the many different systems. So I hope I have shed some light, put a ray of many rays of sunlight to help you take charge, be in control of your health with Vegan D. Vegan D is a, added to our lineup of many very powerful, based in nature, backed by science dietary supplements that you can feel good about providing for yourself and your family and your Neolife community. We are here to end the trend, to try to take charge in our lives to decrease the risk of diet and lifestyle related diseases. Thank you very much. Thanks again for joining our call tonight. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and the products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And as always, please talk to your healthcare provider before adding any supplementation to your diet. Thanks and have a great night.